Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of our EKN Outlap Podcast, episode 39. It is June the 7th, 2022, and our Outlap, always part of our EKN Trackside Live coverage, the essential preview podcast for an event that we're heading to. And I say we, that's not we, it's actually just David Cole heading to the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Spring Nationals this coming weekend. And in Utah, Grantsville, Utah, to be exact, at the Utah Motorsports Campus. We'll dive more into the actual event itself and the venue. Uh, but again, another edition of the ECAN Outlap to kick off our trackside live coverage. Uh, today's ECAN Outlap brought to you by Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of countless drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Leading Edge Motorsports is the West Coast importer and factory team for IP Karting, which manufactures the ultra-competitive Praga and Formula K chassis brands. In 2022, Leading Edge will be trackside at the Scusa Pro Tour, Florida Winter Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Stars Championship, California Pro Kart Challenge, and high-profile Rock Cup events. Contact us today to book your spot under the tent. Visit LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more info or find us on Facebook and Instagram. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Again, uh, episode number 39 of The Outlap. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always by the managing editor of eCardingNews.com, David Cole. And, and DC, time to get back on the road. You've had a couple of weekends at home. Uh, June 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. We have that coming up here this weekend. Again, it's uh, what, Tuesday now, as I had said. Utah Motorsports Campus. The track has been home to a lot of high-profile events over the last decade or so. It certainly has, including uh, Supercarts USA. This will actually be the fourth visit uh, for the organization to what used to be called the Miller Motorsports Park and now yeah. the Utah Motorsports Campus. And again, yeah, it, it's uh, one of those uh, newer facilities, I guess you could say, because it's been built over the last 20 years. So it, it you know, it's certainly drew a lot of attention early when it was first built. And now, you know, Supercarts USA is really the only uh, major event that does travel to the Utah Motorsports Campus. Yeah, and the, the track itself built by one of the noted names in track design, Alan Wilson. Uh, a number of different facilities that Alan Wilson's handled, Nola Motorsports Park, Barber Motorsports Park, a lot of tracks, a lot of karting facilities as well. And this one, I'm, I'm normally, I'll be honest, I'm normally not a big fan of Alan Wilson's designs. A lot of them more of a kind of a, he, he designs for more of a country club track day kind of a track in my, in my opinion. Uh, but this track, actually plays out really well. There are a lot of opportunities to pass at Utah Motorsports Campus. Uh, some long straightaways, a lot of you know great corners where you really have to open up the entry, which always invites the dive down the inside. So lots of places to pass. Uh, the event itself, the Spring Nationals, um, was actually the very first race of the Pro Tour back in uh, 2010. We're now into the 13th season of this incredible championship Great consistency for the sport and Supercarts USA. Uh, that first Spring Nationals 2010 at uh, Sonoma Raceway, the Sim Raceway Karting, a performance karting center at the time. Spring Nationals now, of course, uh, in its 13th edition. Uh, rounds three and four, David, of a six-round championship this year. Best five count, of course, but kind of getting to the midway through the season, right? You've got the first races in the books with the Winter Nationals uh, at NOLA. Now it's time to see who can step up and kind of work their way through mid part of the season. Yeah, we're certainly at the midway point of the season. We're, we're into the month of June, you know, the sixth month out of the year. A lot of racing has already taken place uh, before this weekend. And so, yeah, this is kind of going to be that halfway point 
uh, and really crucial for those that are looking to battle in the championship uh, for the Scusa Pro Tour. Again, uh, drivers that aren't going to be there and drivers who are there looking to kind of rebound from, from like you said, from NOLA. Um, so my, my memory is going to be a little fuzzy because I wasn't there. You were there. So you, you should have more of a somewhat of a, rem, a remember a, a reminder old. of what happened in NOLA. So you are old. You're getting, yeah, you're getting old. You're, you're forgetting a lot of things. So, so I, I want to make sure the audience bears with us because, again, I wasn't there. So we oh, have man. to go on your memory, which is getting weaker and weaker every year. I, I, let me look down through the script. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you've added some, yeah, you've added some information for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll fake I, it till I make it. Dude, it's there so you crazy. go. I, I at least have the points up so I can kind of tell you how, how things yeah, unfolded yeah, yeah, yeah. going yeah, yeah. that Well, way. listen, Hey, listen, the bottom line is this, right? Rounds three and four, second race of the three round program, the, 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 the second event of the three event program. You're either trying to maintain momentum that you had at the winter Nats or potentially bounce back, right? That's really the two approaches. If you're trying to go for a championship, you may have struggled and not had a great weekend at NOLA for the Winter Nationals. This is the chance to really fight back. But the drivers who were good there, maybe came away with some wins, are the top three, top five in the points. It's about maintaining, right? You have a different approach coming into an event like this when you maybe have some room for, you know, some some cushion, if you will. Well, especially because of the amount of points that are available. 320 points is the maximum you can get per round. And so that's a lot That's a lot of points to deal with. And again, if you have a bad race, say a pre-final, you're losing possible points there. You, if you don't qualify on pole position, you're losing 10 points there. Uh, fast lap of the race, you're gaining 10 points uh, in the main event there. So there's a lot of points out there for grabs and yeah. so if you've already had that one bad race at nola you can make up with it with two solid wheat solid rounds in utah to kind of take you into the summer nationals and be able to contend for a championship again you know that's what we we've seen in a number of different years where not the leader of the championship doesn't always leave uh the champion when we get to summer nationals yeah a hundred percent uh one of the big differences we should point out normally Spring Nationals have been held on that first week of May. Winter Nationals, first week of March. Spring Nationals, first week of May. And then usually the first or second week of August for the Summer Nats. The schedule changing around quite a bit this year. Uh, obviously, Winter Nationals getting pushed uh, into, into – I can't remember when we had that that event at the top of my head. But, but dude, we're like second week of June. We're a month later. And that's going to mean significantly different weather conditions. The temperatures, David, you know – I haven't looked totally at it, but man, we're looking like high 80s, maybe into the 90s, right? For in terms of temp. Yeah, thankfully the wet weather is not forecasted for the weekend. But as we look at it right now, you know, it's going to be highs in the upper 80s and then lower 90s uh, when we get into Saturday. So it's going to be a hot one all weekend long. And that's something, you know, we were there in July for for other events. Uh, including the the summer nationals back in 2012. That's it. And yep. it, it can get it can get extremely hot there. So so yeah, conditions are going to be a little bit a uh, little bit warmer than what uh, competitors are used to. Maybe maybe not so much the Texas competitors or <laughs> or, or Florida drivers or right. California drivers or even even the Arizona drivers. But for everybody else, it's going to be a little bit warmer than normal. Let's talk about the track itself, uh, the facility, the, the, the layout they're using, the Star Trek layout. I'm not sure if that's the same one as, as before. You can give us some more insight yes. there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, okay, same one. Just just under a mile. And again, I talked about the Alan Wilson design. 
18 turns. There's a there's a lot of corners in this track. It, it is still very flowing, but again, I love the fact that it has a lot. Like Nola has a lot of uh, corners where you really have to open up the entry to get a good exit, and that's what opens the door for that big dive bomb move down the inside. Yeah, there's not really any uh, really slow sections of the racetrack. Obviously, there's there's a hairpin, and that's about the slowest section. Um, and, and it's not very slow, but it's just, it's a harder braking zone. So it, it seems like you're slowing up a lot. Um, but in reality, there's, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's all about keeping that flow and, and maintaining that, that good pace, uh, throughout the lap. And again, with the amount of corners, you know, 18 different turns, yep. there's a lot of room for errors. And that's unfortunate, you know, for some drivers, you know, not, not exactly, uh, up to speed with the track itself. And so there's room for drivers to, to break away. We saw that a lot last year uh, with drivers, you know, just getting a good setup and, and hitting their marks and not making mistakes. So I think, you know, having mistake free races, you know, that we saw that with championships last year, you know, you can't make any mistakes uh, if you want to be able to contend at the summer nationals for a championship. But, uh, but every single, I mean, 18 different corners, it's just a lot of, a lot of room for error. Uh, for drivers who aren't up to grips with the racetrack after two days of practice. It's interesting that we call it a newer facility, but it's been around for 16 years, opened back in 2006, as, as David had mentioned, as Miller Motorsports Park, a full road race track, four-mile road, road race track there as well, including some an off-road facility. There's a lot of different parts of motorsports that are, are supported at uh, the Utah Motorsports Campus. It's it's held Supercarts USA racing three times. David mentioned the Summer Nats back in 2012, and we had the Spring Nationals there in 19 and 2021. Obviously, no Spring Nationals in 2020 due to COVID. Um, so, David, thinking about the this, this track here, back to the Spring Nats again, Does it how, how much in your mind does it play to people that were there last year? I know the, a lot of guys were there this past week testing. How, you know, what do you think about uh, – what do you think about track knowledge and those who were here there, there last year? Well, I think that's certainly going to help. But and like you said, the, those competitors who were already there this past weekend, yeah. you know, if, if they haven't been there before, they got they obviously got the learning curve out of the way uh, and get the initial setups going. Uh, but again, you know, weather, I don't think it was going to be was quite as hot as what it's going to be. So track conditions are going to change. But again, yeah, once you become familiar with a racetrack, it certainly helps. And again, you know, there are a few local drivers that could be could be factors in, in a couple of the KA categories and and even in shifter. We'll talk a little bit about that as well, too. But um, yeah, it's it's just, again, one of those racetracks where you just got to you got to you, you got to get in that rhythm. And that's yeah. something that we're seeing at a lot of different racetracks we go to. Dave, give us the update on the event schedule for those who will be tuning in throughout the weekend. I know uh, Xander Clemens and the, the good folks at Cart Chase are going to be covering the event. I won't be there personally myself. I first first time I've ever missed a, a Supercart USA Pro Tour event. I have a, a conflict with my road dandy duties, so not able to be there. Xander, I'll be able to handle things. But run us through the, the event schedule, how things are going to go uh, this coming weekend. Well, as mentioned, we'll have two days. They'll have two days of practice, both on Thursday and Friday. There'll be five rounds both days. You'll have three seven-minute sessions to begin with, and then tw uh, two 12-minute sessions on each day. Uh, the last session on Friday obviously sets you up for grid on the qualifying days or qualifying rounds that we'll have. Uh, round three will be on Saturday. You'll have your warm-up qualifying pre-final 10 laps are the pre-finals eight for the uh, cadet divisions 
And then main events will be 20 laps with 18 laps for those cadet divisions. And then we'll get into round four on Saturday and follow this or on Sunday. We'll follow the same format with qualifying pre-final and finals. I do it all again. Long races, 20 lappers, and it's going to be pushing everybody, especially in the high heat, as David said, potentially into the low 90s on Saturday. We are underway with this edition of the EKN Outlap, doing a deep dive as a preview into the Supercarts USA Spring Nationals, round three and four of the 2022 Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Don't go anywhere. We come back. We're going to look at the numbers. We've, of course, got the spreadsheet, the entries from uh, Supercarts USA, just over 200 pre-entries coming into the event. We get back, we'll dive into the class-by-class layout. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive-and-drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. Welcome back to episode 39 of our EKN Outlap, our preview podcast that's part of our EKN Trackside Live coverage. Uh, David Cole, myself, Rob Howden, diving into a preview of the Supercarts USA Spring Nationals, the second event on the three-event uh, Scusa Pro Tour, of course, Summer Nationals at Newcastle in late July. Uh, the by the numbers section that we do in each and every one of our Outlap podcasts, we have, of course, the spreadsheets uh, of the pre-entries for the event. David, just over 204 entries in total, uh, and the biggest categories matched. That is KA100 Junior and Senior, both the events coming in with 36 pre-entries. Yeah, good numbers, as we've seen you know, across the country in the 100cc divisions, and Supercarts USA is uh, is among those as well with the KA divisions uh, up 
seven in the junior division while we're actually down 12. Again, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the East Coast going to West Coast. Uh, you know, a lot of competitors just in the senior divisions not heading out West uh, to take part in the Pro Tour uh, event. So just kind of focused on the NOLA, which happened to be, uh, you know, after USPKS. So it was kind of that race in between USPKS events. And, and again, the, the, the Northern States were still a little cold at that time. So not a yeah. lot of tracks were opening up at that time. Um, but yeah, so good numbers there, uh, to have 72 drivers in the hundred CC divisions. There really are some interesting things to jump on. Let's just look at the event. Last year, 221 entries. The year before, uh, two years before in 2019, 185, 184 at Phoenix back in 2018, and 240, a big weekend at Sonoma back in 2017. And David, it kind of, we'll talk about the kind of, at that point, there was a lot of West Coast racers on the Supercars USA Pro Tour. They were getting up to that 240, 250 back in 2017. As we've talked about through many of our podcasts over this last little while, there has been a shift to major support, major participation on the national level on the East Coast. In fact, West Coast drivers come into a lot of East Coast races like the USPKS. So really interesting to see kind of the numbers dipping a little bit here, but still over that 200 mark that you and I always kind of post uh, as, uh, as, a, as a national. When you get over to 200, that's that big national event. A couple that really jump out for me, first and foremost, let's talk about this one. And really is the these two actually kind of the drop of Masters Racing in Supercarts USA Pro Tour competition. When the Pro Tour came out in 2010, it was that place where Masters were able to race nationally. No, no other programs in the country did anything for Masters, no support for Masters whatsoever. Scuza was the place where Masters came to run. You know, we had you know, guys in you know high 20s, maybe even into the 30, usually over 30. It was the first class to sell out at the Super Nationals, right? Every year. Um no X30 Masters this year, and not not that there was uh, for this weekend. Not that there was none. There was there was one pre-entry, uh, I think about a week and a half a week ago, uh, and Scusa said, "Listen, we got one pre-entry. Nobody else is entering," and they just David they decided to just cancel the class for the weekend, which I think it's a it's a good move for them. You can't take up two hours for the track time on a day or an hour and a half for the track time for one or two drivers. Yeah, it's gonna. It's you know we're already at eight race groups. You know, um, nine different categories because they'll the run pro shifter and master shifter together. But yeah, it just adds to the day, and it just kind of it's just not worth it. It's not you know. Unfortunately, the numbers have to be there in order to provide something. Again, it's it's no different with any type of sport that you do. You got to have the numbers. And, and unfortunately, yeah, the, the master side of things, you know, we only have five master shifter drivers that are going to be in Utah. And you think back to that Sonoma weekend where we had 240 drivers in, at the spring nationals in 2017, I want to say a 40, probably 40 drivers were masters drivers. And that split up between the master shifter class exactly. and X 30 yep. masters. So that's essentially where we're, we've lost, you know, Supercarts USA has lost the numbers. They've obviously gained numbers with the KA junior KA senior. It's helped, you know, build, you know, numbers up because pro shifter is not exactly where it, where it was as well. So um, again, it's just kind of that mix. I think, you know, at that time, 2017, there were, were not a lot of places to run Masters. Now, we obviously have grassroots with the Briggs and Stratton 206 stuff where, you know, people are are fine with just racing a Briggs race at home or in a regional level. 
Uh, so there's a lot of different options out there for masters drivers right now. You know, and you got a lot of regional programs that are doing uh, the 100 cc program. So hopefully, maybe that might be the next resurgence. Uh, you know, as we're seeing with junior and senior in the K100 division, maybe within you know 2024 we'll be able to maybe have a K100 master class if That's we continue yeah. if we continue to build up the numbers at the club and regional level. Again. We talked about this club level drivers feed regional level drivers. All the regions are what feel, feed the feed the national programs. And if there's just nobody to run X30 Master and they don't want to run it, great call. Drop that one out. Obviously, Master Shifter low at five, which is a shame. But David, a positive. Uh, you know, obviously Aspen Fuel stepping up with their green for green, putting a bunch of cash into the pro shifter category. Only 13 pro shifters last year, a 50% improvement, even more than that, up to 22 pro shifters will be on track this weekend. Yeah, and it's not the only prize package that's going to be offered. Obviously, the Aspen Green for Green is going to be a weekend total purse, and that'll be for the Pro Shifter category. I believe it was six thousand yeah, dollars that'll so. be uh, devied up between first place, second place, and third place overall, with three thousand uh, dollars going to the overall weekend winner. Uh, but you know, they also have you know twenty five hundred for first place per day. Uh, in X30 Junior, X30 Senior, Pro Shifter, and Master Shifter. So again, it's, you know, there's a lot of money being doled out, you know, well over $212,000 worth of cash and prizes uh, on the season for, for the Scusa Pro Tour. But yeah, adding that extra little, you know, little cash flow to the Pro Shifter, I think certainly has helped uh, bring a little bit more attention. And again, I think just opening up the engine package has done that as well, too. People are- Agreed. You know, people want to run what they want to run. And, and you know, thankfully now we have that going and and we're seeing a resurgent back. And I think we're seeing at the regional level, too, we're seeing a lot of entries, you know, people moving over from the single speed to shifter carts right now. Uh, you know, where, you know, drivers who are, you know, 16, 17, 18, those even just, you know, they're they've they've done the single speed stuff and now they're looking for that next challenge. And I think that's great. I think that's something we just need to continue to see grow. Uh, going in order to grow the shifter categories across the country. It's really interesting you bring that up because I'll just do a quick little little side here. You know, I, I started Shifter Card Illustrated magazine back in 1998 because shifters was this awesome, badass outlaw kind of category. There were guys that were, you know, 18 to 25 or older racing in it. It was that, you know, that, that where adult drivers went to race to a certain extent, right? If you were 16 or 17, Scott Speed coming in at 16, you were the young guy. Um, so it's really interesting now that, that I think we see people jumping back into shifters, uh, back, you know, you know, like you said, regional level racing, we're seeing it at a bunch of the, uh, other events, other series where guys are getting back into shifters. Maybe they're getting a little bored with a single speed, want to jump behind the wheel of a shifter. Um, I, I like seeing the, that, that move back and hopefully it will continue. Uh, let's wrap up the, by the numbers, David, with the fact that micro swift and mini swift still strong, a little drop off to 20 drivers in micro, but 35 strong in mini. That's a good field. And even the X30 junior matching last year's number of 22, senior down about five, but still 28 drivers in X30 senior. And it's a pretty deep field in the X30 senior class. Yeah, a number of these categories have some some solid competition going from micro all the way up to X30 senior. So we're definitely going to be seeing some good racing all weekend long in Utah. Speaking of that, we're going to dive right into the full-on previews after this quick break. X30 Senior, KA100 Senior, and Pro Shifter. We'll go to the headline categories for the senior drivers right after this quick break. 
It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Perlin USA is North America's source for Perlin products we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans tag single speed chassis for junior and senior classes, and the 28mm mini kart for the cadet classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Perlin. For more information, head to PerlinUSA.com. Need race fuel or oil? Hyperfuels is an authorized distributor for several of the brands that are spec fluids in American karting, including Elf and Aspen Sport. They also stock and ship methanol. Hyperfuels has a web store that can take your orders 24-7, and they ship UPS. That's right, Hyperfuels can ship fuel and oil right to your door. Whether you need Elf Racing Fuels or Elf ATX 909 Oil or Aspen Sport 98 Octane Fuel for Scusa Competition, they have it in stock. When you need it now, go to hyperfuels.com. Welcome back to episode 39 of the EKN Outlap. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole as we preview this coming weekend Supercarts USA Spring Nationals at Utah Motorsports Campus, round three and four of the 2022 Scusa Pro Tour. We'll start things off with our preview here, class by class, uh, with X30 Senior, 28 entries as we had detailed before the break. Uh, drivers stepping up to get race wins uh, at the Winter Nationals. I think very interesting because it's kind of that that you know that dichotomy, the two different sides. The rookie Jeremy Fletcher coming right out of junior, he gets a victory, and then of course that stalwart veteran driver, the number one guy in the sport when it comes to single speed racing, Ryan Norberg. David, they're able to get wins, but look who comes out with the point lead with a, a comfortable run in both those races. Nate, Nate Cicero with a 94 point lead coming into the event over his teammate Ryan Norberg. Yeah, consistency. Again, you you got to you got to be good well, all six rounds, you know, yes, counting the best five of six. But in order to be in the championship chase, you got to be good across the board and obviously Cicero was able to do that in Nola as he was able to uh to pick up some podium victories uh or podium results with a a third place on Sunday or Saturday and then a runner-up finish on Sunday to Norberg. So uh again, and you look at the top four in the championship chase, uh, we'll be publishing the uh, EKN tag driver rankings presented by Skip Barber Racing School here later today. The top four in the championship chase are top four in the rankings, actually, right now. A little bit shuffled up in the order with, yep. uh, as you said, Cicero leading the championship over Norberg. Norberg, obviously, our number one driver in the tag driver rankings uh, you know, with four victories right now in USPKS competition, you add this Pro Tour uh, victory at the Winter Nationals and then obviously some other races that he's done in the past as well. 
But Thomas Nepvu sitting there in second in the driver rankings, sitting third in the Pro Tour. Unfortunately, the Canadian will not be in Utah as he will be with you at yeah. Road America. Yeah, Thomas uh, running for D-Force Racing in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship. He'll be at uh, Road America with me. Uh, Paulie Massimino and Marion Kremers, the two drivers in fourth and fifth in the championship. One name, and we'll just kind of jump through the names, David. One of the guys that we were seeing back who has been you know, a race winner on the road, Dandy, uh, his season coming to a halt after St. Petersburg. Christian Brooks going to jump back behind the wheel of a CRG for Nash Motorsports. So back, back with his Nash teammates. Let's see what Brooks is able to do when he gets back behind the wheel, right? Yeah, if you recall, one of his Pro Tour victories was aboard a CRG at NOLA Motorsports Park back yeah. in 2017 at one of the uh, original or the the inaugural Winter Nationals back in 2017. So a little bit of, uh, yeah, working back with uh, you and Jeffrey on the CRG, working with Nash Motorsports, of course, where he's raced his entire karting career. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how Brooksy does coming back. So through some names out there, we talked about Nate Cicero already. We talked about uh, Jeremy Fletcher, who is obviously the uh, very impressive rookie guy, kind of following in the footsteps of uh, Connor Zilich for being that guy out of junior and really, really becoming a, an immediate race winner. News about Fletcher, though. Let's drop off the fact that he's swapping teams. Uh, this will be his debut, David, for Ryan Perry Motorsport. It will, you know, again, staying with the same OTK Tony Kart product, just moving under the Ryan Perry Motorsport tent. Again, working alongside Polly Massimino, who sits third in the ECAN Tag Driver Rankings and fourth in this championship. Uh, so that's going to be a, a really good tandem that are going to be working together along with the other drivers uh, under the Ryan Perry Motorsport tent. So. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works, you know, if they work well together, if there's any, uh, you know, situations on the racetrack between them two or not. And, uh, you know, because obviously they've been racing against each other as, you know, kind of rivals. Yeah. Now they're teammates. So <laughs> how does that work? Right. How's the dynamic work when they're under the tent? I love that. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of uh, dynamics under the tent, uh, and, you know, here we got PSL carding and it's a couple of European drivers really uh, carrying the flag for Burrell Art North American PSL Carding with Marion Kremers, who's doing double duty, uh, and Petro Hiltbrand as well. Uh, how do you like those two drivers on the Burrell Arts? Yeah, Kremers obviously had a better weekend uh, than than Pedro did at NOLA. Uh, Pedro was bare, unable to break even into the top ten, while Kremers obviously sitting fifth, as we mentioned earlier. So he's you know he got a pole position on on the opening round at NOLA. Uh, ended up finishing the fifth spot that day and finished a little bit lower than that on Sunday. So, again, still trying to work out the uh, the single speed uh, Burrell Art program. Uh, obviously, having Pedro there helps, you know, kind of continue with the, the development. But there's obviously a number of different drivers uh, racing under the PSL tent, too, that they're going to be working with. So, again, still a little bit of work in progress, I think, for them. And we'll see if... Uh, you know, the testing they did this past weekend will help go into this weekend. We mentioned Christian Brooks with Nash Motorsports. He's got some pretty quick teammates, too, in Dante Yu and Blake Nash will run X30 Senior. So I think that team's going to be uh, in a position to potentially do some damage inside the top 10. And, you know, we mentioned uh, Ryan Norberg, of course. He's been always been very good at Utah Motorsports campus, you know, has used that race 
to show some dominance and potentially kind of grab a hold of a championship. And he may do the same thing this coming weekend. But he and Cicero at Ross are performance group. But you throw Paul Bocuse in there as well. You talk about Wes Duchak. There are a lot of guys at Rawlson Performance Group, David, that could do some damage this weekend, including including Hayden Jones. Yeah, I was just going to say Hayden Jones and Jason Lewing. Uh, Jason has been going back and forth racing in Canada, racing in Europe, racing here in the U.S. So Jason's got a lot of frequent flyer miles going and doing some <laughs> successful racing. Uh, I want to say he was in contention at the IAMI European uh, Series uh, recently, I don't have the results in front of me, but uh, shown showing very well over there again, getting more and more confident uh, in the senior division. I got another handful of guys I want to throw at you to get your thoughts. Number one, I'll start with uh, Cameron Weinberg for Speed Concepts Racing. We've seen that CRG really kind of work its way to the forefront. It might play well for Christian Brooks as well, who's who's got CRG experience. But Weinberg on the CRG has been good out of the gate to start the season down in Florida. Yeah, and especially at the USBKS Pro, uh, USBKS uh, Carolina Grand Prix that we had at yeah. GoPro Motorplex, where he was able to double up on, or not two podiums had a runner-up finish as his best result uh, behind Ryan Norberg. Uh, so he knows he's he's got the he's got running up front down. Now it's a matter of okay, can he contend? And again, you, there's always that little difference. It's it, you can catch somebody. But can you get by them? So That's I want to see yeah. I want to see a little bit more racecraft out of, out of Cameron. Obviously, you know, he's a, a senior rookie, just like Jeremy Fletcher. I think Fletcher's got a little bit more racecraft than than Weinberg does, especially here in the senior level thus far. But I think, you know, Utah could be a perfect opportunity to kind of, you know, grow uh, that racecraft uh, with Speed Concepts Racing and the CRG. Yeah, you got to seal the deal, right? Um, Kiriakosukas? Mm -hmm. No, Kiriakos without a doubt. Kiriakosukas from Alex Keys Racing and John Burke from Super Tune USA. I expect to see both those drivers in the top 10 or even in the top five if they get things dialed in. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we can get some West Coast drivers, uh, you know, at the front. That's, uh, you know, something we've talked about in, in, in the podcast previous to this is, you know, we're all the West Coast drivers and there's a lot of them in this field. So you know, a lot of California drivers, just as you mentioned, uh, Kiriakosukas being one of them. Uh, what what can they do to, to take it to Norberg or, or the other drivers from the East Coast that are coming into what is the only pro tour race on the West side? Yeah, a couple of the drivers, you know, I think that we, we will look for is, is Cole Kleck for Arcane Motorsports, Dalton Haynes. Of course, the you know, the, the him and his brother, the, the low budget team out, out of uh, North Carolina and only one IndyCar driver in the in the field. Zachary Clement DeMello back with Team Bennick again, of course, ran Indy Lights and did a bunch of IndyCar races as well. Yeah, I actually think he's racing on an updated uh, entry for him. Uh, Zachary's been working with Parallel USA as a driver coach. Oh, and when talking to Yannick okay. uh, Roland uh, previously, uh, well, I think his entry just wasn't updated. Copy that. So, I did not know like, that. The, 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 the details. So I think it'll be under the uh, the Parallel USA tent. Ah, that's definitely interesting to, to, to think about with, with uh, Zachary Clayman de Mello. Well, that, that wraps up the interesting thing, David. I'll just say this before we move on to KA100. We talked about a lot of drivers in that group. It's not a massive field of drivers. Well, we have 28, I think we said, but it's a very deep field. Uh, when you you know you throw these you know guys like Jacob Hoover in there and Frankie Mossman and Ryan Vincent, there's a lot of really really talented drivers. There's not a, not a lot of slouches in this particular field. 
No, there's not. Again, that's something that, uh, you know, we've talked about at the national level is the quality of fields that we're getting. It may not be the 40, 50 or 60 that you tip that you can see despite that, the, the field uh, quality is there for sure. Let's jump into the uh, KA100 senior class. 36 uh, drivers in the field. Again, both junior and senior, the two largest fields on the weekend as we have for uh, for pre-entries. Again, always wondering how many walk-ups you'll get, drivers who haven't signed up yet. Uh, Cedric Lupian was a winner at the Winter Nationals at NOLA. Jeremy Fletcher, of course, getting victories in both X30 senior and KA100 senior. Uh, Lupian ends up 10 points behind in the points. Um Alex Stanfield, though, the driver coming in with the point lead, he had a really solid over uh, overriding weekend at NOLA, was able to get two good finishes in. He leads the points coming in. He's had some really good runs in USPKS competition as well. Stanfield lining up to try to get his first Supercarts USA Championship. But again, Lupin and Fletcher will both be there to battle it out. Yeah, two runner-up finishes by Stanfield has him leading the championship, as you said. So you got to be consistent. He was uh, third in the pre-final on Saturday and won the pre-final on Saturday. So, again, those points help add up in the end. Yeah. And, again, adding keeping that uh, podium streak going is going to be obviously on the mind for Stanfield, you know, whether it be a winner, win it or lose it type, you know, type move. I got to think he's going to be thinking championship uh, throughout the weekend coming in with a championship lead, but you can't count out Cedric Lupien. Obviously the Canadians have been fast in anything that he gets into. Uh, and now into the, the, uh, the hundred CC already picking up a victory. So, you know, having a fifth place finish in round two. Okay. So he's only 10 points out. So again, I think those two guys are going to be thinking more championship than anybody else. Cause as you said, Cole Clack, 126 points out in third, and then Peyton Phillips, 174 points out in fourth. So that's a lot of points there that they already have on everybody else. So it's a matter of keeping it out front for Stanfield and Lupe. Yeah, David, you mentioned it. It's it, you know when it comes to winning a championship in Supercar USA competition with so many points up for grabs in those pre-finals as well, you've got to qualify well. You, know, you get the pole bonus, but you've got to be good in every race. You can't sit back if you have trouble in a pre-final. That's really going to hurt you. In terms of championship, you mentioned the top four currently in the fifth spot, Caleb Schrader and Carson Morgan at 182 points. And there's something obviously to talk about the Morgans. This was kind of a fallout from the Winter Nationals at the after NOLA. It wasn't a big announcement. It was kind of just the guys getting on their social media saying, hey, you know what, guys, that was it. That was our essentially swan song. We're done with racing. Uh, shame, obviously, because Cole and Carson, both very talented drivers, who I, I, I believe had the skill set to move forward and potentially get into professional careers. Will we see them in cars coming up? Maybe we will. I, I haven't had any conversations with them, but it's really not something we really jumped on early with them, essentially, uh, you know, capping off their, their racing careers. You know, Carson, of course, one of the most decorated junior drivers, uh, you know, cadet junior drivers we've had over the last decade. And uh, it's, it's a bit of a disappointment to see that we won't have any Morgans on the, on the grid here this coming weekend. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't know about it till today. Uh, you know, I was away on, on vacation uh, during the, uh, the, the the Winter Nationals and so wasn't on social media or anything like that, that that week after the event. So I had no idea about it. I asked Ryan Perry at Ryan Perry Motorsport, what's the deal? How come there are no Morgans on there? And he confirmed, hey, they uh, they're stepping away from karting for right now. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's as you said, it's a shame not to be able to see the talent 
that both Morgans have uh, on the grid there and at on the racetrack. So uh, again, a void to fill, but there's a lot of drivers that are looking to fill that void, uh, especially in the K100 senior division. Yes, yeah, so we threw out some of the names that obviously were up front at NOLA, uh, an Alex Stanfield, a Cedric Lupe, and a Cole Kleck, a Jeremy Fletcher. Uh, I think other guys we should be watching probably this week, and we mentioned Peyton Phillips as well. One of the drivers, in my mind, David, that's really kind of stepped things up from the start of the season is Aiden Rudolph. He's kind of become one of the guys that I think you have to watch anytime KA100 rolls onto the racetrack. Yeah, Rudolph, I think, ran the X30 senior division at NOLA, so didn't run the KA100. 100 senior class so he's jumping back into the the 100 cc side of things so this will be his uh pro tour debut in this category so we'll we'll see if he's able to uh to perform as he did at the excuse the winner series where he was towards the front of the field uh each weekend there well here's an interesting one for you too i um I have a lot of conversations when I'm at the road to Indy, people asking me, you know, whether it's IndyCar team owners or managers or throughout the road to Indy about young females coming up through karting. You know, they're, they're dying. Everybody's everybody wants to have a, a, a young female American driver in the road to Indy focused on trying to, you know, get to uh, the NTT IndyCar series. Everybody wants that, right? There's, th- there's four really talented female drivers uh, running in, in this particular field this weekend. You got Brooke Barry, Gia Cicero, who has dialed things up. Cicero getting her first podium finish in Scusa Pro Tour competition at NOLA. You've got Lydia Small out of Arizona as well, and Macy Williams out of Colorado. Four quick females, David, that we can see inside the top 10. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, Cicero, I think, likes the Utah facility. She finished on the podium at NOLA, as you mentioned. So she's got that momentum. Yeah. She did really well at the Scusa Winter Series. So I think 2022 is kind of going to be her breakout season, uh, something we've been kind of waiting to see happen because we knew she had the the talent there. Obviously, her, her brother Nate uh, is showing well in the X30 senior division now. Uh, yeah, so that that's going to be uh, an interesting uh pairing or a driver to watch along with Macy Williams, uh, a driver from Colorado. We've seen her do really well on the West uh, in 100cc competition. So we'll see if um, she's able to be among those in the top 10 challenging uh, for the podium this weekend. Yeah, two other drivers we saw kind of work working well at NOLA and have kind of dialed things in a bit. Josiah Tracy from Iron Rock Motorsports. I think he'll be good on the weekend. Caleb Schrader continues to find speed. And then, David, anytime you come to a facility uh, that's challenging, like the one at Utah Motorsports Campus, I think you got to lean a little bit to the drivers who are locals, right? Who who can step up as a local driver coming to challenge themselves against the top-running nationals? We love that. We kind of call it the World of Outlaws deal, right, where the World of Outlaws comes into town and the local track sprint car champion you know, steps up to try to run against the big dogs of the world of outlaws. I think a couple of names in my mind that'll probably potentially be the first and foremost, probably Walker Hess. We've seen him run really well on the national level. And then Andy Nish running with, uh, with Rawls and performance group. I think uh, it'll give him the opportunity to potentially, you know, at least be in the discussion in a top 10. Yeah. Hess was uh, a winner in, I want to say 2019. I, I, do, I don't have the notes here in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he was a winner, if not a podium finisher, uh, I want to say that year, uh, and it was a contender last year as well too. Uh, and you already mentioned Andy Andy Nish as well, uh, Jacob Elkins, and what's the other driver? I just had it right there. Where'd it go? Oh man, I lost it. Ethan, <laughs> uh, Ethan, oh, Ethan, Ethan Rapp. Ethan Rapp. There we go. Yeah. With, them, with, them, with them squared. So, 
Yep. M squared. So, uh, so that's, uh, yeah. So four drivers that call Utah home. Uh, so they'll be working hard to, uh, to kind of defend their turf this weekend. Let's go to pro shifter. We talked about there's money up for grabs. Most, most definitely 22 entries in total. There's been a lot of stuff going on, uh, which is really interesting. We got drivers moving teams. Of course, we got a former world champion coming over here this year to kind of focus on helping to build the Burrell Art North America program. I'm talking about Marion Kremers. He was able to sweep the weekend when both uh, both races at NOLA Motorsports Park for the um, the Winter Nationals. He comes in with a point lead over the number one ranked shift car driver in the country, A.J. Myers, Jacob Gulick back by 187, Kyle Wick by 242, and Billy Musgrave by 253. Let's start with Kremers. Let's go there. Uh, obviously, coming over here to try to put Burrell Art up front, show the, the speed of that Burrell Art shifter chassis. Really got the job done, David, at NOLA. He'll try to keep, keep that momentum rolling through Utah. Yeah, perfect uh, weekend, scoring maximum points in both rounds at NOLA. So that's obviously the goal uh, moving forward. Uh, as you mentioned, some silly season going on. So he still has Jake French there. Uh, as a teammate, French coming in eighth in the championship, only was able to pull off a, a fifth place finish as his best result on the weekend. But he's bringing on, they are bringing on uh, Hunter Pickett as their new yeah. teammate. Uh, Pickett, uh, driver we see compete with GFC essentially when it began back in 2018, uh, ran with Illuminus prior to that. So uh, this is a, a new home for, for Hunter Pickett, who has two Challenge in America's championships under his belt. So the guy knows shifter cart racing. It's a matter of, okay, now that he's with Kremers, with French, is he able to be uh, that type of performance outside the West Coast? Obviously, we are on the West side of the country, but Utah is a completely different racetrack than uh, what you run uh, at Challenge in America's or, or you know, even Sonoma, his home racetrack. So again, we'll see if uh, if this new pairing is able to uh, to try and pull off a, uh, a sweep in the podiums uh, with Kremers, French, and Pickett. You know, David, GFC, Gary Carlton's program still coming in with a lot of heavy hitters. Kyle Wick, of course, uh, former Pro Tour champion. His brother Connor Wick running as well. You got Jacob Gulick, who really has, I think, over the last year and a half, been dialing things in, and it's been impressive to see what he's been able to do. They've got Charlotte Chung as well on the Track Magic under the GFC banner. Uh, but you know, obviously, Wick and and Gulick leading the way for the GFC crew. Yeah, the, those two drivers have been uh, performing very well already in 2022. Uh, we saw Kyle Wick grab two victories at the Challenge of the Americas. We saw Gulick get his first victory there, uh, and they're sitting there. Uh, uh, with Gulick third in the championship, Kyle Wick in fourth, so they still have you know opportunity to uh, to contend. They're obviously going to need a little bit of help uh, with Wick only pull, pulling off one podium result at uh, at NOLA, while uh, Jacob Gulick was fourth in both rounds. So he's obviously going to be looking to get on the podium both rounds this weekend. Big money up for grabs. You know that guys like AJ Myers and, and Billy Musgrave, four-time Scusa champion, always rise to the occasion. The Magic Kart USA program has been very strong over the last couple of years, and Billy continues to dial in his his own factory kart chassis. Right, the, the chassis they build down here in Southern California. Uh, good good opportunity for Musgrave. If you want to put this thing up front, win some money, and put the thing on the national scene, a factory kart win for Billy Musgrave would be big here in Utah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a track where um, he, he's done pretty well. I think, you know, he had some issues last year that kind of kept him out of contending for a podium result. But, uh, you know, 
Billy's pretty determined, you know, he's always focused on, on trying to get the best out of his equipment. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, mechanical here or, or this there uh, kind of keeps him from getting that. So we'll see if, uh, you know, he's he's on his uh, A game this weekend to be able to uh, to compete against the young guns and pro shifter. And he'll have uh, pro shifter, former pro shifter two driver, Chente Salas running uh, under the, uh, the, the Musgrave Racing Company factory cart. A program as well. Two other uh, that I want to bring up: David uh, David Greco for PSL Karting uh, has uh, been very good over the start of the season for PSL Karting on the Burrell Art. So I expect him to be a, a guy in the top ten. And how about Hannah Greenmeyer? She's been doing some shifter racing, David. She's planning on making her pro shifter debut this weekend, correct? Yes, the 2021 X30 Senior Champion is making the move over to pro shifter for the first time in Supercards USA competition. Yeah, we've seen Greenemeyer race, you know, uh, challenging the Americas in the shifter category over the last two years, obviously working with Bonner Moulton and Mike Beanie, who are shifter legends in their own right and uh, are, you know, slowly getting her up to speed. She's done. She's gotten better each time, each weekend we've seen her. And so this will be, uh, again, a track she's very used to. She knows this racetrack very well. Uh, you know, testing with with Beanie and Bonner yeah. over and over again. So yeah. I, I think that that grows to her advantage and and hopefully, you know, be able to be, uh, you know, it, competing in that top five against a lot of solid names that are going to be there this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be following along. I said, I'll be at Road America, but man, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one for sure. This will be a lot of fun. Seven of the top 10 drivers in the EKN uh, shifter rankings in the field this coming weekend at the Supercarts USA Pro Tour uh, spring nationals in utah money up for grabs the uh, aspen fuels green for green again a lot of dough up for grabs for whoever comes away with the uh, race wins on the weekend folks don't go anywhere uh we got another break when we get back we'll do the preview of x30 junior ka 100 junior and master shifter the new face of competitive karting in the pacific northwest region is race lab the full-service karting operation is located at the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from Kid Kart to Shifter Kart. Villeneuve Racing Karts is their flagship product, available only through Race Lab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TV Kart. Kartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TV Kart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports, all beginning at Kartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TV Kart and Villeneuve Racing Karts. Race Lab. Race with us. Win with us. History. Success. Family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Kart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need 
continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Kart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one -on -one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to episode 39 of the EKN Outlap, where we are doing a preview of this weekend's Supercarts USA Spring Nationals at Utah Motorsports Campus. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Dave, let's jump into X30 Junior right now, dropping the entries down to about 22. But man, it is packed with talent. Caleb DeFerra and Aiden Ingrata. Uh, the winners at NOLA Motorsports Park, but it's Max Garcia with the consistent performance over the entire weekend down in New Orleans. He holds a 12-point lead over Gaffera coming into Utah. Yeah, and Max is actually just returning from racing over in Europe. He was able to compete for the first time in the FIA European Championship. Uh, the round in Sweden was racing with Cart Republic and actually was able to qualify for the main event. Ended up finishing 31st after a couple penalties uh, that dropped him down the order. But overall, you know, good solid weekend for him to get uh, that first international outing at the uh, FIA European Championships under his belt. Now coming back to compete uh, and try and, and continue leading in the championship chase for the X30 uh, junior division. Again, leading by 12, just 12 points over Caleb Gaffera with Brandon Carr. Only 45 points out in third. Yeah, uh, the next two drivers in the points, fourth and fifth, we got some information on them. Um, excuse me, Aiden Ingrata, 57 points back. David, we'll give you a second there. And then Elio Mesa, 140 points back. Let's start with Aiden Ingrata. He's uh, going to move brands coming into Utah. Yeah, still racing with Speed Concepts Racing Tent uh, this weekend. But uh, as we saw, racing back home in Canada made the move over to the CRG brand, and that's going to continue as he goes to Utah. So he'll be uh, one of those added drivers under the CRG Nordam banner, uh, racing with Speed Concepts Racing. So he'll be racing alongside uh, Cameron Weinberg and uh, um, and Christian Brooks, who's under the uh, the Nash Motorsports tent. But uh, Ingrado will be the, the junior driver aboard the CRG machine. And David, uh, just as I was kind of working away here, getting set up for the, sh uh, for the show, I saw a, a Facebook notification come in on an issue for Elio Mesa. Fill us in on that. Yeah, Elio had uh, appendix surgery, so yeah. uh, is back home in Texas and will not be uh, making the trip over to Utah this weekend. So Mesa not uh, competing in either the X30 Junior category or the KA100 Junior class. Yeah, we obviously send our best to Elio. Uh, he obviously a very impressive young driver, and he would 100% have been in the fight for the race wins this coming weekend. So we hope he's on the men very quickly. Uh, another another team move as well, David, you've got down here. I actually didn't know about this one. I saw it as I looked at the entries today. We talked about Jeremy Fletcher making the move to Ryan Perry Motorsports. They'll add a driver in X30 Junior as well in the Canadian Jensen Burnett. Yeah, Jensen wasn't at the uh, at Winter Nationals, was he? I couldn't find him in the results. So, so uh, this will be his 2022. Yeah, this will be his 2022 debut uh, at the Pro Tour in X30 Junior. And again, we've seen him race in uh, other categories 
uh, at the Pro Tour with uh, in other brands. And I want to say most recently with Perlin uh, at the Winter Series. But uh, yeah, going to make the move over to Ryan Perry Motorsport this weekend. Uh, again, making his 2022 Pro Tour debut. Yeah, another good half dozen drivers we should probably keep an eye on right now. Let's look at the uh, the Mike Doty camp with Cameron Brinkman and Max Taylor. Both those drivers have are having pretty solid seasons here in 2022. Yeah, Mike Max Taylor uh, been a contender pretty pretty much everywhere we went uh, yeah. along the East Coast. So we'll see if he's able to get into Utah this weekend. Uh, Stephen Miller for Chad Dockin Racing, uh, the Florida driver, having some success in the Scusa Winter Series. You, uh, obviously, keeping an eye out for him. Teddy Musella for Rawls and Performance Group. I remember back in when we, we kind of got down to the first Scusa Winter Series race, and of course, Caleb Gaffera kind of leading the junior program for Rawlson. But uh, Mike Rawls said to me, "Keep an eye on this Teddy Musella kid. He has got a lot of talent. Showed it there, and I think you're going to see him find more and more speed throughout the year. This could be a good weekend for Teddy." Yeah, add in Ernesto Riviera, who uh, was pretty solid at GoPro Motorplex at the USPKS weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, again, Rawlison Performance Group adding more bullets to their gun in the junior <laughs> categories. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jesus Vasquez Jr. qualified on the pole at the Super Nationals? Uh, let's see what he potentially has here this weekend, you think? Yeah, didn't quite do well at No was uh, really not in contention all weekend long. So we'll see if uh, doing the double duty this weekend will, will help him in Utah. Other guys that we've, of course, talked about over the, the year here being up front in the, the X30 junior class, Michael Costello, Cooper Shipman, and Charlie Smith. I expect that Xander, uh, when he has the cart chaser broadcast role, will probably be mentioning these guys throughout the weekend too. Yeah, again, that's another solid deep field. You know, again, yeah. numbers are only 22 drivers, but again, you know, near over half of the drivers are uh, capable of, of battling for the victory or a podium position. As is the case many times when we're talking about X30 Junior, you can, a lot of the drivers transition over to the, the, the preview for KA100 Junior because we have a lot of them that do the double duty. 36 drivers in total, a number of drivers, of course, not doing that double duty run. Elio Mesa uh, was a winner at uh, NOLA Motorsports Park at the Winter Nats that will not be here as we've dialed in. Jesus Vasquez Junior, we kind of just wrapped up and, and how – much speed he has he was a winner there too uh but coming in mesa is the point leader and tough to see him not there and i'm sure it's gutting him a bit that will unofficially move caleb gaffera to the point lead over steven eisert christian cameron parker long and oscar eiliff uh issue though david uh in your notes we're missing a bunch of drivers here which is quite interesting well, let me begin. Cameron, yeah, not on the entry list. I thought for sure we'd see him there, so I wasn't able to connect with him to confirm or deny. Uh, Parker DeLong, uh, unofficially, I've been told racing pro shifter. So this is going to be something we'll have to to follow along and get updated when we get to the track side on Friday morning. Yeah. And then um, uh, Oscar Iliff did confirm that he will be there in Utah. They have already were there last weekend testing. Just uh, a simple mistake by father of not re registering his two kids. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, what, what else do we have uh, in that one? Who, who, in your mind, you think comes in as the driver to beat? You know, I, I, from my, in my mind, out of the gate, obviously, Caleb Gaffera. Uh, but you and I have watched, we, we've, guys, we already mentioned the junior, right? The Stephen Millers, the Max Taylors, the Cooper Shipments. Drivers will probably be able to work to the front. Uh, Ernesto Rivera as well, right? Very similar guys, David we talked about an X30 junior. Yeah, especially, you know, the double duty guys are going to be those that, uh, you know, got double the track time. The, uh, again, 
lot of experience between all of them. And again, able to kind of go back and forth between the two packages and find out what works and what doesn't. Again, that's going to be uh, a key element. I guess those who aren't doing double duty to kind of watch, I'd, I'd look at like a Spencer Conrad, mm-hmm. again, driver that's, you know, we saw do really well in micro and mini and still kind of getting his ground in the, in the junior ranks. And I think this year he's, he's certainly stepped up and, and could be a contender uh, this weekend. Um, you know, we taught, you said, I he's sitting now second in points. I, I watch for him to do pretty well this weekend as well right. too. And, uh, Keegan Kaminsky, uh, the GFC driver yeah. out of, out of California did came over and did the USPKS, um, in May was among the, the top five contenders, uh, uh, contact on Saturday cost him. And then a little bit on Sunday as well too, but I expect to see a little bit of speed out of him. You know, GFC does have a little bit of home track with uh, with a dealer there right at, in at the Utah Motorsports Campus. Yeah. So uh, I would expect to see the GFC brands doing really well in both shifter and single speed. Yeah, and I'll throw to Preston Lambert on that one, right? You talked about Scuderia Lytle that is there at uh, at the Utah Motorsports Campus as a, as a GFC dealer. Lambert on the track magic under the GFC camp. This guy's coming off uh, a pretty good challenge of the Americas, had a huge win uh, in Tucson, David. This will be a, a good test, I think, for Preston against what is a pretty strong 36-cart field. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And again, you know, Kamiski already has that experience at GoPro racing against, you know, nearly all the same same type of drivers uh, that were there that are going to be there this weekend. So they'll be able to work together again, a lot of different, I want to say four or five different drivers aboard the GFC just in this category. So a, a lot of drivers to be able to, to, to work together and, and get, get the setup right and, and, and be able to get work together on racetrack as well, too. Another one I've got uh, highlighted here because I've obviously talked about him quite a bit over the last uh, year and a bit is uh, Valentino Garbarino. He, I think he may, you know, again, if you get settled in, you get comfortable. He's with Ryan Perry Motorsports. Garbarino would likely be in the top 10 too, I would think. Yeah, didn't quite have the the winter nationals. I, I expect he hoped he to have, did ended up finishing in a top 10 on Sunday. So again, another good weekend could kind of move him up. And again, championship still kind of wide open with Mesa being out now and uh and a couple other drivers as well too so still nothing nothing uh uh set in stone right now uh if you're able to come away with a good weekend uh in utah another driver that struggled enola that i think might might show up well too is cooper shipman yeah uh right now sitting 13th in the championship but we've seen him do extremely well you know raced uh toe-to-toe with elio meza at the texas sprint racing series event at the speed sports racing park uh in north of houston there so shipman again another driver who's steadily making growth uh in the junior ranks that i would expect to see uh battle in the top 10 this weekend yeah i would agree with you on that david let's let's wrap up this uh, segment with a quick one here five drivers set to go in master shifter vincent cassard uh, comes in as the uh, point leader, won both races at NOLA. He is actually, he will be here this weekend. Only four drivers all told. Vincent Castard, uh, Castard Robert Feige, Michael Guash coming in, Victor Jimenez, and Ken Schilling. Uh, Tim DeBaloy comes in third in points, not there. Anthony Stifler in fourth, not in the uh, in the on the grid. Just tough to see this, David, for me, because I'm such a, you know, I'm such a guy, uh, shifter guy, because that's where I kind of got my my start as a publisher with Shifter Card Illustrated. Hate to see the numbers dwindling down, especially in the Masters class, because I'm, I'm a Masters driver. Uh, Vincent Cassard, those we know, running for PSL Carding, will we'll be the guy to beat on the weekend. Uh, Victor Jimenez is fast. We know Michael Guash has been quick. He's with Ron White Racing on a CRG. All told, 
five drivers in total for Master Shifter. Well, you know, the something to take away will be this will be the battle of the big three. CRG yeah, sure. versus Tony Cart versus Burrell Art. You know, this yeah. will be uh this will be a good little battle between those three brands. I like that. That's a good that's a good storyline for that one sure. We'll see which uh, which brand uh steps up to the forefront. Final break folks, when we get back, we'll take you through Mini Swift and Micro Swift to wrap up this edition of the Outlap. Powered by technology, DID racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today, because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com.
Back to cap off episode 39 of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast and the uh, event we're talking about here today, this weekend, Supercard USA Spring Nationals at Utah Motorsports Campus. All that's left in terms of class previews are mini Swift and micro Swift, 35 strong and mini and 20 in the micro category. We'll start off with mini Swift winners at uh, NOLA Motorsports Park at the Winter Nationals, Jack Iliff and Tyler Roberts. But David, it seems to be the theme, right? The winners are the guys that had the points lead because you have to have a full body of work over a weekend. Oliver Weldon comes in with a point lead, 40 markers ahead of Jack Iliff. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we yeah. do not have either of the Weldon brothers on the entry list. Uh, I, I sent message to confirm or deny and nothing back yet. So as of right now, we don't see the Weldon brothers racing there this weekend. So that essentially takes uh, Weldon out of the championship chase going into the weekend. That promotes Jack Iliff to the top spot. As we uh, talked about his brother Oscar already, He he's not on the entry list but will be in Utah racing this weekend. Uh, but you throw in the other driver who's not going to be there, and that's third place of Keelan Harvick. Harvick, yeah. not going to be in Utah, is actually preparing to head over to Italy to race later uh, this month. So uh, that is the breaking news uh, in terms of the Mini Swift Championship chase right now. Yeah, indeed, Keelan Harvick going to go do some European racing, and that's going to move Carson Weinberg. Uh, up as well. He's 81 points behind Weldon coming in now. He's only uh, 41 points behind Jack Iliff. So it kind of blows things wide open. Vivek Canthon, who's fifth in points, uh, not on the entry list as well. So there's a number of drivers not on the entry list here for many. And that's going to, uh, David, I think, open up, uh, you know, open up the opportunities for a Tyler Roberts, uh, for an Asher Ockstein, for Lucas Palacio, right? Young kid making his move up from mini to uh, micro to mini. Palacio has been pretty impressive with Trinity Carding Group. This could be an opportunity for him to get his way back. As you remember, his first victory in the Scusa Pro Tour last year here at Utah. Sorry, I lost you. Who who is who got that victory? Uh, Lucas Palacio. <laughs> Lucas Palacio. Yes, yes, yeah, Lucas. Right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he did not have a, a solid uh, Nola weekend. So that yeah, this is certainly going to help him. He sits 14 in the championship chase. Uh, you are yeah. You already mentioned Tyler Roberts, who did ended up getting that victory in round two. Uh, Gage Bailey. You mentioned Austin as well. Max Christia, uh, the PSL Brell Art driver as well. Alessandro Trucheau, who. Moved yeah. up to mini that weekend. Uh, he is um, scheduled to compete this weekend, so he's sitting tenth. So that's going to help him move up in the in the standings as well. So a lot of different. Sarah Bradley. Uh, I don't know if she's in the entry list. She's. I don't not see in her the on the list, entry so. list. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's Sarah. making the move up uh, at the regional level to the junior ranks. So okay. she All is right. not racing uh, with uh, Parallel USA any longer. So that. Uh, that's going to that. So there's a there's a lot of drivers that are sitting in the top 10 now that have the ability to move up and and put themselves in the championship chase, along with those who are below that. Like you said, Lucas Palacio and Ashton Woon, uh, you know, we've seen him do really yeah. well in the micro Great. division and, and, and is racing many at this level, at least. So, uh, you know, he picked up two victories at the micro division in USBKS competition, but racing many here in the pro tour. So, uh, again, he'll be able to move up. Uh, another driver, Ty Fisher, you know, he's another driver that's kind of working with Speeds Concept Racing under the Race Lab banner uh, as they continue to develop the new uh, distribution and race team here in North America for the TB Cart 
brand and the JV cart as well, too. So uh, a number of different drivers that have the ability to move up all weekend long. Yes. Some of the other ones I'll just throw out because we talk a lot about them and I, and I know they're always kind of there. Tristan Murphy being one, uh, I would say Devin Waltz could be pretty good with Motaz Sport and RDX. Nico Sarfati, David, one of our, our, our good buddies in the paddock. Uh, Nico coming off a win as well, regional victory win. So Nico with, with J, GFC may have some momentum coming into the uh, to the spring nationals. Yeah, picked up the victory at the California Pro Kart Challenge at uh, Button Willow. So, yeah, getting that first victory in the mini ranks uh, certainly helps build that confidence for, for the young cadet drivers. Uh, yeah, Carson Weinberg, you know, we've already talked about him. Moon, we've talked about him. Just kind of going through my list right now to make sure, you know, I don't miss anybody. Um, but, yeah, so it's just a number of different drivers. Again, this is a, another deep field. Again, 35 drivers uh, that are going to be racing there. Uh, Turner Brown, another driver, I That's think it. we've talked about at the challenge of the Americas, he's yep. making the move over to the CRG brand under the speeds concepts racing tent. So that's, that's another move to kind of watch as well, too. Yeah. Last but not least, I'd say Cypress Andrus with Greg Bell and leading edge motorsports. He's due for a breakout weekend that could happen uh, here in Utah as well. Yeah. Again, lots of different drivers in this 35 driver field. All right, let's go to Microsoft to wrap up this edition of the EKN Outlap. 20 drivers strong. Troy Ferguson uh, went back-to-back at Nola Motorsports Park, has a lead of 65 over Rocco Simone. You got Drew Waltz in there as well. He was a podium finisher at Nola, Royce Vega, and Nicholas Orbezo rounding out the top five in the category. Again, Ferguson coming in with a whole bunch of momentum as the point leader here in Micro, Dave. Yeah, again, uh, that's a pretty good solid lead going into uh, the second round. But, you know, Rocco Simone, you know, we, we've seen do really well all season long thus far. So he's always putting himself in position to be able to challenge. And again, this is going to be one of those racetracks that, uh, you know, the more experienced drivers who are able to make less mistakes are going to be those who stay in the lead group. And so you got to figure Ferguson and Simone are going to be there. The rest of the field, you know, it's it, it's who can who can keep that performance up and who can be able to hang uh, with the leaders all weekend long because that's this, this is the one category we saw multiple drivers in the lead pack uh, all weekend long and we saw a couple drivers pick up their first pro tour victories so it was a really exciting class exciting class to yeah I, I think I think you've got Royce Vega watch all weekend you, long yeah Dave I think you've got Royce Vega I think you got Casey Hodge who was so impressive with the challenge of the Americas. <laughs> There's a lot of drivers. I think I think you're bang on. Jackson Gibson, Luke Gillio, two drivers as well. Gillio with PSL Carding, Jackson Gibson with Rollison Performance Group. These are the guys that that have the ability to to run up front. But again, these guys are young, right? They're in they're in the micro swift category. As long as they've got they're dialed in, they've got their they got their focus right, then there's an opportunity for them to have some success. Yeah, it's all about keeping focus, keeping the mistakes at a minimal, and. Uh... Uh, you know, keeping in the keeping in that lead draft because once once you lose that lead draft, it's very tough to get back up there. Yeah, you're done, especially especially at uh, Utah Motorsports Campus. You'll see a good lead pack up front, and then, again, that's the strategy. Just keep trying to drop the guys off the back, and in the end, if it's a two driver battle, you've done your job. Well, that wraps up this edition of the EKN Outlap. We gave you a full preview of all the categories lined up for the Supercarts USA Spring Nationals this weekend in Utah. Make sure to follow all of the social media platforms. Look for the event, of course, live on Car Chaser. David will have his full EKN a trackside program, race reports, and, of course, all the coverage on social media, giving you a really good look behind the scenes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
The hashtags will be hashtag EKN at SCUSA, hashtag SCUSA Pro Tour, and hashtag SpringNats2022. David, it's going to be a good trip for you. Uh, great racetrack, Utah Motorsports Campus. Going to be some nice weather in the uh, the high 80s, low 90s. Just make sure you suck back wow. the Gatorade. Shorts, shorts, <laughs> shorts and, 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 and T-shirts, or at least your EK and polo all weekend long. And dude, in an Outburger in Utah as well. Yeah, in and out Burger. Certainly excited to get uh, get my fix. It's been since uh, March, the end of March, yeah. when I was in. We Sonoma. were in Sonoma, so uh, yeah, definitely gonna hit it when I land. Uh, it is a ways back from the racetrack and where the hotel, so I might only get it that one time. But uh, be sure to watch the Instagram and Facebook for a photo of what <laughs> I do eat there. Yeah, the minute it lands, there'll be a photo on Facebook. Oh yeah, for you sure, know, 100%. you know, it. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I could consider this nice weather because it is going to be a little warm. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, really yeah. nice weather here because you're in the 60s and 70s here at home. So 90s is not exactly, you know, I, I think when I think 90s, I think a pool or a lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sitting out at a dusty racetrack, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, folks, that wraps things up for this edition of the EK and Outlap. Hope you enjoyed it. David will have coverage all weekend long. So uh, you guys are going to enjoy it, folks. It's going to be a great weekend of competition. Mid midway uh, line through the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Late July, we'll wrap it all up at Newcastle Motorsports Park with the Summer Nationals. We'll see who comes out with the number one plates. We do appreciate you guys uh, joining in. Again, big thank you to Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports for presenting this edition of The Outlap. We'll be back likely Tuesday or Wednesday with the debrief race report podcast here on the EKN radio network. If you haven't downloaded the EKN radio network app, do that uh, for your mobile device uh, through, of course, uh, Apple and Google. Great to have uh, David Cole with us again, as always for this edition of the outlet. Thank you so much for tuning in folks on behalf of David Cole and Nate Dean. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.